If you wanna be my yeah bud, you gotta get with my friends. We can yeah bud forever, the yeah buds never end. Yeah bud. <laughs>
and that's the final gore. It's if, if you guys are not basketball fans, it's a play on Final Four. So we did a horror movie bracket. We'll, we'll get into that later. The beer we are drinking tonight. So I guess we should start off with our pre-beer. So typically, as you guys, if you're fans of the show, you know we do the growlers. When I was at my beer cave, if you will, so I guess to backtrack even further because I've, I've very much uh, on a tangent. Um, when we chose these movies this week, they just like happenstance a space theme. It's crazy. We always have like weird things like that come up when we pick movies, and you know what I'm saying? It's weird how that everything comes up. is connected. Yes. Listen to Mark Mark Sargent there, folks. Universal consciousness. <laughs> we are all one. Seven degrees. Follow me. But anyways, we kind of happened to pick both movies that are kind of space themed. Maybe one more so than the other. But I was at the my famous beer cave that I go to, and I happened to cross this beer, and it's called um, Smash Galaxy by Alaskan Brewing Company. And I was like, man, I got to buy that because it just fits the theme so we had a couple of those while we we're getting ready getting set up here so smash galaxy is a double ipa by alaskan brewing co it's an 8.5 percent so you'll notice as uh episode 19 part one goes into part two we're going to be slurring our words a lot more and it's because of these these high profile beers ranking but i've never slurred my words right in just, my life you just like fall over when you're peeing and that kind of stuff yeah yeah that's all right that's fair but anyways i'll read this to you because i read this before and i thought it was kind of funny but uh a balanced aroma gives intense passion fruit light guava and herbal notes similar to thyme and hints of exotic citrus the hop aroma is balanced by light honey notes that are characteristically associated with the malt of a crisp pilsner the flavor has an initial rush of tropical fruit and herbal notes that linger intensely the galaxy hop takes over the stage after several seconds the juicy hop notes are joined by very intense bitterness typical of this australian variety this is this is hilarious i feel like the people that write this also are those like sommeliers those wine snobs man i could drink every red wine tastes the same to me but you sit there and be like oh this one's got a a nice oaky note man did you taste any of that shit when you drank that fucking beer no, it tastes a lot like Tums. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. well, you tune Tums because your guts are rotting inside of you. I mean, similar to thyme. Like, thyme is what I put in my fucking spaghetti sauce here. Yeah. Passion fruit. I've never had a passion fruit. And I guarantee that beer didn't taste like fucking passion fruit. But whatever. No. I guess I am salty spice tonight. They I'm, a little, I'm a little fucking testy right now, Drunk Darius. A little bit. A little, little bit. Okay. So. Uh... This morning, there's a funeral for my grandma, which is real sad, which is mm-hmm. weird because usually uh, cemeteries are usually a pretty happy place, but for someone weird, like for you, some maybe. reason, usually I'm very punctual, but I happen to be the last one there and everyone's yeah. waiting for me to get there. I almost texted you. I was like, dude, your fucking dad is like, I, I can't believe I was the last one. But anyways, I get there and my niece... Your daughter, uh oh, in front of everybody, says, 
Uncle Drunk Darius. Uncle Drunk Darius. <laughs> Dad, there's Uncle Drunk Darius. Like, that's hilarious. It was not. It was not hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was, but I did not see that. But that is great. You were there because I said, well, I mean, what are you training your kids to do? Oh, I, well, like I didn't that. hear her say that. I, I just I do remember my wife like being like, oh, no, no, that's Toby. He's uh, Toby right now. I don't oh, think anyone else noticed. Yeah. They're probably like, who's Darius? Yeah, well, she's three, so she probably, <laughs> they're like, ah, whatever. It's just a little kid. That's I'm, hilarious. I was though. not. All right. Onward. I <laughs> forgot. What we that is talking. funny. Uh, I am Boss Tuna. With me, as always, is Uncle Drunk Darius. Your boy. Your boy Darius. Sir. And, it's, man, it's been about, th- typically we do every two weeks. It's been three weeks. We're trying to get caught up on some recording. Life happens. Man, I don't know how these other podcasts, I don't know, man. I don't know how they can do it with recording and getting shit out every week or every two weeks. I mean, man, we struggle to do all this shit every two weeks. We had to take a week off just to get caught up last week. I'm missing a party to be here right now, actually. Oh, snap. Well, it's a good thing we have our own party going on right here. We got Spice Girls and Shaggy playing in the background as well as Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. You are the party, though, really. Damn right. Damn right. You know, like 10 years ago, there's no way I would have been like, you got that FOMO? The what? <laughs> Fear of missing out. Oh. No, I would just be like, man, a Saturday night, I could be sitting in a garage recording, right. talking about horror movies, be out trying to, you know, I'm a married man now, but back right. then. Right. Back See, then, I'm not. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because I'm married to your I'm sister. I'm making a sacrifice, all right? Mm-hmm. Onward. Yeah. Onward. Sorry. Okay. Uh, anything else before we get into horror happenings mr uncle drunk darius uh, i just want to put it out there that um boss tuna is anti-vax so if you kids get measles or anything you can blame him all right onward that is not true get your kids spayed and neutered that's not what pets. he told that's not what he told me that's not what he told me all right onward you are a piece of work do i need to start throwing some gay jokes out there again <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess first off, have you tried the beer yet? Let's cheers to that. We're in red solos tonight. We'll just do the king. There you go. Let's give this a shot. This is the... Um, oh, we didn't even talk about this one. We talked about the one we already drank. What do you oh, think about really? this one? Give it, Give the... Uh, describe it to our fans while I test it out. It's a very sensational, I would say. It's like... Um, a mix between a summer breeze and a sunflower. <laughs> and I don't see any of that, but No, hey, no. You know. Okay. Give give me <laughs> give me a second. Well, I'll explain what it Oh, Jesus, dropping my phone. Literally. It's a, it's almost it's like a light coffee beer, I feel like. You know what? It is a weird flavor. It's not a coffee beer, so this is a doppelbock. Which means it's not a bock, it's a doppelbock. It's a double. Yeah, I know those words. Right. This is done by the Potosi Brewing Company uh, out of Potosi, Wisconsin. And it's called the Northern Method. I don't know what a bock is, but it's a bock times two, I guess. So I'll read you guys a little snippet. 
if I'm not burping into the mic, I apologize. Over seven centuries ago, in the northern reaches of modern Germany, a guild of Braumeisters had so masterfully honed their craft that the loyalty royalty of Bavaria spent decades trying to tempt their members to bring the superior northern method, I'm fucking butchering this, south to Munich. In 1612, they succeeded, and it was that craftsmanship combined with Munich malts, traditions, that produced the Doppelbach, a style that remains largely unchanged today. This is our homage to those master brewers of yore. A distinctive Doppelbach rich in malt and toasted caramel with hints of fig and plum, our own northern method. It is kind of dark. It, it's the same color as a, like a, um, a Guinness, I would say. Yeah, that's, it, it's comparable. And I really don't know what to... Exp- I don't know. It's like, you never drink beer that tastes like this. It's, it's not... It's like a hint of coffee, I would say. Yeah, Guinness is a yeah. pretty fair comparison, but... Yeah, this does... I would say this is kind of fruity. Hey, are we doing a fucking horror movie podcast or a beer podcast? You tell me, Mr. Drunk Darius. I don't know. Keep talking about your beers. Golly, I know. Hey, if you guys want to follow us on Untapped, check us out. Drunk Darius is not on it yet, but I am on it as Boss Tuna. I enjoy beer. I try to get something new every week. You know, the funny thing is, is like we have a good chunk of our listeners that are from Iowa and from Minnesota. And they're like, what the fuck? They probably just hit that like fast forward button on this because everybody in Iowa drinks Bush Light. Everybody in Minnesota drinks fucking Mick Golden Light. And we're here drinking this fucking German Doppelbach. Who the fuck drinks Mick Golden Light? Dude, Mick Golden Light is is the shiznit. And it's the only light beer. Well, before I moved down here, it was the only light beer I liked. Are they... Even selling beer on Sundays in Minnesota? They might. I don't know. I think, I think they the just have passed changed. the fucking yeah. law for that. All right. Onward, onward. This guy. Onward. Hey, you know, horror movies and beer go together real well. Check it out. I mean, unless you're, you know, I'm sure some of our fans are like, I enjoy a nice oaky wine in a spritzer like a White Claw. But hey, you know what? That's, go hey, for it. Hey, White Claw's not bad. Go for it. No hate. I'm going to save all my gay jokes. You're giving me too much ammo. Okay, make gold. Hey, what should we uh, rate this one? Out of five. Out of five? It is such a weird beer. I like it, dude. You do like it? I give it a 3.5. Let me take one more sip here. I did 10. I give it a 7. Man. It's not bad. I'll give you the 3.5. It's not a bad taste. I don't know what I'm going to say about it, but... What's that? APV? APV. ABV. ABV. They put alcohol. ABV on my whole family. What? Alcohol. <laughs> ABV. Alcohol by volume? Yeah. I don't know. I'll check in a second. I just got to. This is the Joe Blow Horse Show Exclusive. Are you a fucking horror movie podcast? I'm sorry. All right, let's get rolling here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to skip all the jokes and get right into it. Uh, why don't you start us off with... With our yeah, horror... Horror happenings. Okay, for horror happenings, I have to bring up my phone real quick to see Oh, you're not even I prepared. Oh, I'm not even prepared. Well, you get your shit ready, and I have to leave a note for this damn beer, and I don't know what I'm going to say. It's fucking weird. Okay, uh, do you see... Onward. Onward. 
Suspiria is on Amazon Prime now. The new one or the old one? The new one. I am going to watch the old one first. Have you seen it? No. you got to watch the old one first. I have zero interest in it. But. I, I honestly, I do too. So I was, long story short, it was uh, my birthday last weekend. And my wife got me a movie. And she was like, what do you want? And I gave her virtually no idea. So I can't really complain. But I said, hey, um, you know, get me some movies. I'll take some zombie movies. And she's like, well, I don't know what to get you. And I'm like, well, there's a zombie or there's a rack right there with a bajillion movies in it. And I was like, just go take a look. Well, of course, she buys me a movie that I just bought like a month ago. And that's The Nun. I still haven't seen it yet. Me either. <laughs> but I <laughs> well, uh, give that one to me. Well, I brought it back today. Oh, and does she know you did? Oh, yeah, because I told her. I was like, hey, thanks, but I already have this. I was she like, should have asked me. I would have got you a good movie. I did. I swear to God, I told her. I was like, hey, I was like, why don't you talk to Toby? And she did not do that. But um, so, no, I went back to return it, and I picked up, uh, it, it, what is it called? It's a Blu-ray special edition, the Alien Quadrilogy or something. So it's got all the Alien movies minus, like, Prometheus and um, Alien Covenant. Okay, but, dude, it's it surprises me how much Best Buy is is failed in the. I remember we used to drive from my home to, you know, the big city Duluth, Minnesota, and there was a Best Buy there, and oh. it'd just be like aisles of movies. Yeah, but all overpriced. Everything's overpriced. Right. At Best Buy. That's well, the funny thing is, too, is I bought the Blu-ray of The Nun for like five dollars or seven dollars at walmart and it was like 17 bucks at best buy it's ridiculous it is. that's why they all go under but the only place that works for is target because target's just like a little bit fancier walmart so like people are like oh, i'm too yeah. good to go to walmart see and i was gonna say i despise walmart i hate it but i do go there like once a month to see if there's any like movie deals they have good oh, deals i have one for you too man we're 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 in fucking tangent city today <laughs> but this is this is worth noting <laughs> even though game of thrones is not horror themed if you are a game of thrones fan i saw the box set blu-ray box set game of thrones seasons one through seven at walmart for god what was it like 50 bucks or something i mean it was just a stupid low price I almost bought it, but I'm like, well, I'll just wait because season eight is the season that's going on right now. And I'm like, I'll just wait till this one's over and buy all eight of them. Right. And, and Jon Snow dies. All right, go on. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never seen it. That. I've never seen it. I don't oh, know. man, you're going to we just I can just see like our viewership trailing right now. Oh, yeah. We go for three to two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Great. Let's say we lost both of our moms. And now <laughs> it's just down to the wives and your boyfriend. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I told you I'd slip one in. Ooh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, joke? yeah it, was like, it was like $80 <laughs> for that exact same thing at Best Buy. So yeah, you're right. Best Buy is overpriced. Walmart sucks, but man, go there for a movie. But anyways, onward. Sorry. I don't even know what the fuck we were originally talking about. I don't about. know, but you said something about <laughs> alien movies. We, uh, you asked me about a DVD. Or the something. alien. The alien. Alien. Yeah. It's going to you, right? Yeah. No, I know. But, uh, but Disney just confirmed they are making more alien movies. I hope so. Hopefully Disney doesn't mess it up. Duh. Disney, I think Disney bought like, 
was it Fox or something? Or well, who's they, the studio that does? Um, is it John Wick? They're, they're they still are going to put out R-rated movies. They bought uh, Fox Media, so Fox like, Media, yeah. Fox News is a separate. Thing. Yes, okay, that's what it is. Yep, they bought Fox Media. So that's why uh, they also own Marvel. So that's why all the Marvel TV shows got pulled off Netflix because they're going to start their own streaming service. Or maybe they bought Hulu or one of them. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Keep Netflix the way it is. Well, I think competition is good. We'll see. But I don't want to pay for more than one. Yeah, I was going to say, I I mean, how many fucking streaming services are there? It's going to suck if they start making certain titles unique well, to it's like, the way the future is yeah. Netflix puts out good movies just boom like brand new movie they put out it doesn't even go well, they do but movies. I just don't want to pay oh well I gotta you know it's it's almost like how it is I mean it's not as bad with you know Xbox and PlayStation now but with the video games oh if you want to play Halo you gotta buy an Xbox I used to do that I just don't want to get in that position where oh I've gotta pay for three fucking streaming services because this one has a certain TV series movie series you know I think piracy will limit them because if you make it streamable it's that much easier to pirate it is yeah I never thought about that alright onward what do you got um you know why don't you mine are gonna take like two minutes so all right i'll give my last one yeah just just go right through all yours what was your first one by the way um uh suspiria oh that's right we went off on a tangent on that that's what it was okay what about suspiria did you didn't see it did you no, I'll just say it's on Amazon Prime, which okay. kind of well, ties into the old streaming you, thing. you got to watch the old one first, though, because yeah. I feel like if you watch the new one, you're going to be comparing. Right, we're about to go on the same tangent we were just on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I forgot what the initial question. My last I'll one. I'll take anal bum cover for 600, Trebek. That's an album cover. What are you doing? Going off another tangent. Keep going. Uh, Lorraine Warren. Oh yeah, for that. sure is definitely a medium. Has passed away, so she's gonna be like a super powered ghost. Which uh, she is. The Conjuring is based off her and her husband's life as ghost hunters or whatever, and they're definitely not frauds. You ever hear about uh? That guy. Okay, so this whole medium stuff is based off this spiritualist movement, which started in like the early 1900s. And there's this guy that was so sure about it, and this woman that the guy agreed to be like murdered so he can come back and visit her to prove their point. That is. Anyways, he died, and she never heard from him again. So <laughs> Maybe he went to the wrong side. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, the lady that the Conjuring is based off of died recently. Yeah. Well, shit, there's a lot of... She, she's like the godmother of paranormal. Right. And those movies are great, but they've been proven to be bullshit artists. But whatever. <laughs> those movies are still good. I don't yeah. care. And hey, look, they built a legacy and a fortune... Maybe a fortune question. Mark? I'm sure they made some good money. Oh, yeah. Off of dumbass people. Right. But whatever. I mean, no. churches are still a thing. No offense, Mom. 
Uh-huh. Onward. <laughs> Onward. So I really don't have much, even though it's been three weeks since we last recorded. I haven't really seen much. And part of that is I've been catching up. So we, uh, long story short, we, we got a new DVR for our bedroom, but it's, it records separate. So you can record certain stuff to uh, like our main box and then certain stuff to the bedroom box. And, uh, I'm like, Oh man, we, there's a lot of shit that's recorded on this. And I was like, I don't want to record it or delete it. So I've been like catching up and watching a bunch of movies, a lot of them that aren't horror. So that's why I, I've, I've kind of failed lately. But what I did is I did uh, watch and finish the latest Walking Dead season. I might've talked about this last week where I was kind of catching up on it, but I did finish it. It was is pretty this the good. last season. Uh, no, it's not the last season. It's just the latest one okay. uh, that came, came through. Um, my wife got me the new days gone for my birthday. And that is horror related because that is, if anyone out there is a gamer, you've probably heard of or seen Red Dead Redemption. This is Red Dead Redemption, but with zombies. It's freaking great. I explained, I guess I compared this to my buddy as this is Red Dead Redemption plus Sons of Anarchy plus zombies. And that's what it is. It's it's great. Phenomenal game. If you have a PlayStation 4, go check it out. Next one I have is I did watch the entire, I mean, this is kind of a stretch, but, you know, Waco is not as much horror. But like I said, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. It's kind of fringe horror. I mean, the whole idea of it is horror. I mean, it's horrific in that what the government did. Um, It's the six-part miniseries that came out. It was with Michael Shannon and Taylor Kitsch. But it was oh, actually really good. Really? No, I, I just remember. I want to see that. It, it is really good. I would definitely check it out. It's just six part. I think it was for, on... Uh, was AMC Michael Shannon play uh, David Koresh? No, uh, Taylor Kitsch plays David Koresh. Okay. And Damn. Michael Shannon plays the main... Um, FBI guy. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I like Michael Shannon, but... It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I was surprised. And, of course, like I, after I watched the final episode, I went back and listened to... The last podcast on the yeah, left, and they covered it. They rebutted some of the stuff they said, though. They who the last, last podcast, oh, the original episode, they really pointed the government out to be the bad guys. Well, because they are, they they are, are they are, yeah. but they like it was a little more like they backed up, like it wasn't as intentional as. I don't know. I don't know that, either. That, okay, here's the thing with that is when you get a podcast that that's po- that that is that popular, there was probably some people and like that podcast. And, oh yeah, it got popular after that. When they came out that episode, it was not that popular. No, no. But now, I mean, it's like one of the. Yeah. I mean, if you if you took a, I think it's you know, number some of the most five popular podcasts out there. Yeah, that's comedy. one of them. For sure. So, yeah, I'm sure they have, like, publicists now and PR reps and whatever. Right. Like, hey, you know. Do you know about Ruby Rage? Yeah, yeah. That guy lives That's, 20 minutes from us. That what? That guy. What guy? Ronnie Weaver. You know about Ruby Rage? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Lives, 20, he lives in Jefferson. No. I promise you. Are you serious? Yeah, we should get him on the show. I do not believe that one minute. I promise you he does. Holy dude. shit. That is crazy. Well, it's funny because the beginning part of the Waco series, yeah. they cover 
Ruby Ridge because it's the same um, FBI negotiator and the same. Yeah, yeah. We keep getting wow. on tangents, but Man, yeah, yeah. What is, for like, sure. what is going on with this? Episode? Johnny Case is from Jefferson. Um, He's gonna be on our show. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. So, uh, I mean, I, d- I would definitely suggest watching Waco. I mean, it's a stretch to call it horror, but it's it's horrific. Have you seen a Red State or whatever? Yes. That's, that's basically what Waco is. Yeah. Well, Red well, State. Basically. Red State is is uh, Kevin Smith's movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like a bunch of Christian yeah. fundamentalists are compounding with a bunch of guns and the FBI comes. And yeah, that that was that made. I guess so. The Waco I saw could be on one end of the spectrum. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and Red states on the opposite end of, end of the spectrum. Okay, so is what I would say. So right on. Right the on. last thing I saw is, um, hey, I'm gonna give you a quiz here, Mister Drunk Darius, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Don Mancini, who is he? Oh, Test your this is special kid I went to high school uh, with. Um, <laughs> the jocks yeah. made him fight the other special kid to see who got a ride home with a quarterback. That sounds like the South Park cripple fight episode. <laughs> Don Mancini is the mastermind between behind uh, Child's Play. So he is actually helming... It's supposed to be a series, so I don't know how you're going to do a series, but eh, hey, whatever. But Don Mancini is behind the Child Play series, slated for a 2020 release. So if you're into Child's Play, you can get excited because it sounds like that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. So, Well, I, I saw a poster for a Toy Story. Toy Story 4 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. and then a side-by-side poster, and then... The other side of the poster was a little Chucky shoe crushing Woody's head. And it was, it was like Child's Play 5 or whatever it is. <laughs> God, I don't even know what it is. It's supposed to be like a, a reboot. Though, yeah, so. maybe just a Child's Play. Yes. Okay, so do you have anything else for horror happenings before we bust into our uh, disc? Uh, no, I got nothing. All right, well, let's uh, bust a nut into our discussion topic for the week. What we've got here is failure to communicate. This week, discussion topic was chosen by yours truly, Mr. Boss Tuna. And this is going to be an interesting one because I feel like with the ones I pick, in my head it's going to go one way, and then in Drunk Darius's head it it's a different way so our, yeah, you were talking about are, it i was like oh oh okay <laughs> yeah our, our choices are going to be like completely different i have a feeling i don't think it's gonna be that different but the discussion topic this week is your top five horror sounds slash themes slash scores use your imagination whatever i've got a couple in here that i think are pretty unique so um I'll give you the honors. Your number five top horror sound theme slash score. What do you got? This this is going to sound sadistic, but... <laughs> oh, God. Scream Queens. Just that. Yeah? No, that's a good one. I can see that. I mean, man, that look... What you said right there is a huge part of horror, Scream right. Queen. I mean, there's an entire 
like name for for that. Yes, you know, some people are known. Like some people's career have been built on being many screen queen. people. Right. No, that's a good one. Do you have? Do you have like uh, one or two favorites? I guess. Logs, Jamie Lee. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Lee. What's your favorite scream in a horror movie? Oh, putting you on the spot. There's a ton. It'd probably be more of a funny one, though. I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole nother discussion topic. Yeah, man. You're gonna make me watch an actual slasher, I guess, then. You don't have to. I'm going to punish you. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Scream Queens, I guess. I didn't really think of that. I cheated with my number five because I... So I did mine from one to five. And when I got to five, I was like, I kind of got to throw these on. So I have a tie between the Jaws and Texas Chainsaw. So obviously the Jaws one is a... I mean, is, is there... There's only a handful of iconic... I mean, I don't care if you've never seen Jaws and you're not a horror fan. If you are like in a pool or in a lake or an ocean and you start doing the... Everybody is going to know exactly what it is. I mean, there's right. nothing more iconic, I don't think, than... I mean, that that, that might even be more... That, that might be one of the most iconic... Like, 100% sounds it is. In, in horror history. Is, well, not is even the horror. And even if you're not a horror fan, if you right. hear that, you know yep. it's from something. You might not even know it's Jaws, but exactly. you'll recognize what it is. I grew up in northern Minnesota on a lake. A ton of sharks and, there, right? Yeah, well, there's no sharks, but, but I mean, we do the same thing. You know, you'd like go underwater and you'd put your hand above your head and you'd do the dinnit, dinnit, dinnit. And then your big brother just stops your head. In the I water. was the big brother. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, so my number five is the Jaws and Texas Chainsaw. It's a tie. Sorry, I cheated, but the Texas Chainsaw that wee. That was a terrible impression, but you probably knew what it is. But yeah, that... I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of the first Texas Chainsaw movie, and that's the best part of it is that unique song that they have. So I cheated for my number five. It's a tie between the Jaws theme and then that little weird twang for Texas Chainsaw. So number four, Drunk Darius. You look like I stole your thunder. Ah, uh, a little bit you did. Um... The movie we're watching right now, the yeah, which is uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I think it's in Kill or something no, like I that. No, I think it's we we found out it's before. Like death, 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 kill, 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 something kill, like that. Death, but it sounds like yeah, I don't know what it is. Something, like that. but so yeah, I thought about that too. But I don't think it's necessarily scary. But yeah, it's like a right. nostalgic. And it, it's like, that's where you know shit's about to hit the fan. Right. Thing. So, yeah, no, I can see that. That, that was a good one. I, I didn't have it on my list. Oh, I, spoiler alert, I guess. But, no, I, I can I can totally see. I thought about that one as well. So. Yeah, mine's pretty basic. Yeah, you're a basic bitch. We all know I this. am. Guilty. All right, onward. Okay, my number four is... I, I guess I kind of uh, cheated again. 
And maybe Drunk Darius can throw in uh, a sound effect here post episode with. Uh, oh yeah, I got this. Like that? No, no, not even close. It's the Silent Hill siren, which kind of sounds like oh. the Purge one. That's what you were playing. Yeah, yeah that's what I was, I was like. God, what movie is that from? But yeah, no, it's Silent Hill. But also what I threw in there, what made me think about it was, I, I kind of cheated because I took the video game, but I grew up in the era where Resident Evil and Silent Hill were like popular. And, and I was fairly young. I, I was a teenager playing these games. And if you've never played the video game for Silent Hill, your guy walked around with a radio in his hand. And whenever you'd hear that sound, the static of the radio, like the fucking monsters were near. And I, I love being scared as a kid. And I would purposely turn lights off and cover windows or play late at night and that game, along with the Resident Evil game, would scare the fucking piss out of me. Like you're lifting your cheek, your your feet up off the ground, so your the monsters up. couldn't get your cheek, your feet. One cheek. But yeah, that that man, that radio. Like when you're walking around the creepy town of Silent Hill, and the atmosphere is just brooding, and you hear that radio start to have the static on it. You're like, fuck, you're freaking out. Like where are they gonna come from? Because you know they're coming. It's like the best jump scare ever. So. The Silent Hill uh, siren was used more so in the movie, but then the static radio in the video game. That's my number four. I've never been scared of a video game. You don't play the right fucking video games. I've played Resident Evil, at least one or two of them. Man. Well, I'm not saying... The, the old school ones were... I mean, the new ones now were like, meh. But well, I think it's more expected now, the new ones. Right, yeah. I feel I like... I will say the last video game that kind of really scared me and gave me a good jump scare is called Condemned. It was on PlayStation 3. And I remember the scene I was playing... I mean, I was like probably like 25 years old, but it, you know... So about 25 years ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it was like... You know, PlayStation 3 is getting a little bit better, and it was one of those games where, like, you're like, oh, my God, there's a mirror, and you can see your reflection in it. So you're in an abandoned apartment building, and you're, like, trying to look for, like, a pill bottle for health or whatever, and I'm like, oh, there's a bathroom. Let me go look. And you go into the bathroom, and the camera is, like, pointing at the mirror, and I went in front of the mirror to, like, you know, check the sink if there was a pill bottle and a fucking jump scare, like, some monster jumped out of the bathtub behind me, and I fucking jumped like out of the couch I was sitting in. That was a scary game. That was the last one though. Probably. I bet that was hard for you. I'm sorry to hear that. I was soft, but you know, sometimes I get a fear boner. All right. That was Onward. weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number three is the Texas Chainsaw Shutter. Shutter, that's what it's called, huh? Like it's a camera shutter. Like, oh yeah, it is. Okay, you're right. So when I first started really being getting into horror movies, maybe seventh, sixth grade, two thousand five, is when the new Texas Chainsaw movie came out with Jessica Biel, and best that, one in my opinion. What? I didn't say that a lot. That preview. 
That's a good one. That preview came out as like based on a real story. Yes. Breeze. Yes. And I was like all over the new internet. Like, oh my god, this is real. I'm like, this is real <laughs> footage. I was like, I thought it was real. Like the old footage that they showed. Yes. They did such a good job with marketing with that movie. It was good. The internet kind of ruins those kind of things now. Yeah. Like Blair Witch kind of happened. I mean, yeah. Paranormal Activity kind of did it, but was still good but yeah in that movie like the first movie they didn't use enough of that I don't think you only heard it like once or twice yeah. in the entire movie For the sure. new movie really they've utilized that because well, they knew I mean the, the Jessica Biel one there's right. a couple newer ones after that yeah no I meant the Jessica Biel one that's the only good new one that's out so but my third one is I contemplated whether I should put this one on there or not because this technically needs to get paired with the I guess atmosphere of the particular movie, but that is like wind blowing, like a snowstorm, like in a blizzard kind of thing. Yes, I am a sucker for those movies. I love. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I, I I've, I've talked previously on the show here about that kind of stuff, but. Um, Anything that is set like in the middle of nowhere, like for example, Hold the Dark is a really good uh, example. Oh um, yeah. Um, uh, with, uh, the Gray with Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, you're you a know, real Minnesotan here. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah, that that probably plays part of it too. But you know, I was born and raised up in northern Minnesota, like north northern Minnesota. <laughs> and Canada. I do a lot of camping and ice fishing, so I I, I know the feeling. Of being scared and being in the middle of nowhere in the winter and what's well, very like desolate, so. like there's no exactly. one helplessness. Really, no one can help you. Yeah. You can only help yourself. Did I tell you the story about just this last February? So I mean, it's May now, but just this last February when we did our winter camping trip, when we got caught in a snowstorm on that lake. I think probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. Out of all the years I've been snowmobiling and winter camping and doing this kind of stuff, we had no idea that the weather was going to turn. And the lake we were on, we got lucky, but it's like 11 miles long, um, and it's fairly narrow. It's only like a mile or two wide. But uh, we were out snowmobiling, and we got caught in this blizzard. And when snow is blowing, you, can, you, you, you can't see 20 feet in front of you in a blizzard. And luckily, it didn't hit until we were on the lake headed back to our campsite, but... I remember stopping, and my buddy almost rear-ended me because he—I mean—he couldn't see anything. The wind was blowing that bad, and and there was like, it was only a couple seconds of like panic kind of struck in because we're in the middle of nowhere. Half this lake is in Canada, and I'm like, this is fucking bad. And it was to the point where we had to follow the shoreline back, you know, to find our campsite. All of our tracks were were covered with snow. You couldn't see 20 feet in front of you. It was getting dark. and So, I, you know, those movies, what is it, Fro- um, Frozen, it's called. Not the one with the singing Elsa, but yeah. the one where they're stranded on the, the car lift or the, the chairlift. The chairlift, lift. yeah. But, uh, man, yeah. I mean, whenever there's a movie that really, you know, can get you in that, that uh you get the feels with the you know the wind blowing and the blizzard and this might know, be it. if they do a good job as far as as uh, you know the, the desolation you know that that kind of gets me I'm like oh man that can really put me in the, 
you know, in the situation. So that's my number three. All right, my number two is It Follows, the score from that. But also, yes. like, uh, it's kind of like the whole 80s s- sin- synth. I don't know what synth. That, yeah. Is that what is it? Yep. Like, it's an like excellent Stranger score. Things kind of sound to it. But, yeah, I don't know. That's, no, that's a great choice. I don't know how to describe it. You just have to listen to it. It's yeah. like almost electro. I don't know. I don't. I can't describe it. But watch it. I've heard follows. of. I've heard of a lot of people. Really, um, I think I've only seen it follows once. It was a great movie. We uh, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, we kind of did. But no, it's a great movie, and um, you know that I don't really remember the. The, the score is much but I know a lot of people really do enjoy it so onward my number two is very simple but very effective and that's I wrote down a zombie's moan but whatever sound a zombie makes and that's just straight nostalgia zombies are kind of what hooked me into you know true love for the horror genre and uh <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, the groan, the moan, the shuffling, yeah, whatever. The kind of like scream, but like yep. distorted Well, screen. just anything. Just yeah. like, even like a low, you know. And like they're shuffling feet and yeah, I know that. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Bill Mary's zombie there. But I, yeah, I, you know, obviously people know I'm a huge fan of zombies, so. You know that's 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 pretty creepy and that's one of my favorite sounds in horror so drum roll my number one is number one Halloween uh same Z's really <laughs> same Z's yeah when I used to I worked at the haunted house and they just played this on repeat the Halloween oh uh, no shit soundtrack but they also it's had... It's creepy as fuck. They had, like, a big, uh, like, projector screen. So while you're waiting in line to get in, you just watch Halloween. And the song is just playing on Great repeat. Idea. It's like... I can't even do it right now. Yes. Yeah, dude. I totally agree, man. It sets you in the mood. Like... It does. It's good. The reason I picked that is I don't care if it's fucking three feet of snow on the ground outside or 100 degrees outside. If I watch Halloween or if I hear that movie, it's like, boom, instant, like, gets you Halloween goose. time, fall time. Yeah, horror movie time for sure. Absolutely. That That is... You know, that and, like, the Jaws. You know, fuck Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When you talk about right. horror sounds, it's either Jaws or fucking Halloween. I one. agree with you. I think yeah. there's a there's a documentary describing of a classic horror movies, and they actually had this exact same conversation about oh, Halloween really? and Jaws. Yeah. Like, those are the two. It really it is. It's, it's iconic. And if you grew up watching them, like, I did. I mean, they're going to make your list, even though, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I have my Halloween fan, but I'm not a Halloween diehard fan like Mr. Drunk Darius or Jaws. Our our friend Jerry Herring uh, is is a huge Jaws fan. And, 
Yeah, we know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not as much uh, a fan of that, but I can definitely appreciate the. Uh, Even if you don't like Halloween the movie, you feel like Halloween this season. That's a theme song for it is. Halloween it is. season or the holiday or whatever. You know, when it comes to horror movies, I would say it is kind of like the bastard child of movie genres, where obviously it does not get the love it deserves. But it's really not a lot of people are fans of it. Like people will watch the movies, but it's it's not. What are you, know, you talking don't get the about? Fans. Well, I'm talking. I'm spitting truth at you. But Halloween people love Halloween. No, no, I'm talking movies in general. Okay. But my the point I'm making is is you take certain sounds and themes, like Jaws, like the Friday the Thirteenth, which probably you know I would say that would be my first honorable mention. Or Halloween, people are gonna know that shit. They're For gonna, sure. they're gonna know it. So you know, it, it's, it's, it's popular enough. It's, 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 you know, made its way into mainstream, for sure. So, all right, let's let's run through our top fives real quick here. Drunk Darius, go through yours real quick if you could. Okay, I have Halloween. Is number one. So you're going one to five. Yeah. It follows. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, Camera Shutter Sound, and Friday the 13th, the and the Screen Queens. So, my number five going to one, the way that it should be done, is a tie between the Jaws, obviously, you know that one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number four is the Silent Hill Siren and the Static Radio from the game. Number three is just the blowing wind and blizzard conditions in a movie. Number two is a zombie moan or sounds. And number one is Halloween. So, Anything else before we uh, move on into uh, what we got next? Well, I got to pee, but announce our first feature review. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, well, we'll move on to our first feature review. All right, this is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. KCPD, this is Marlboro State Police. Dave, Kurt, are you there? Over. Jack, Jack, we need your assistance. The town's gone crazy. People are being killed. Over. What's all these reports about circus clowns? These clowns aren't people. They're some kind of, they're some kind of creatures, things from another planet. Well, Jack, they're killing people. Officer Mooney is dead. I know I saw it. He was killed by one of these things. Could you send all available units immediately, please? Over. Come on, Jack! Okay, calm down, buddy. Help is on the way. It 
This was a first time watch for you, wasn't it, Drunk Darius? Yes, it was. So, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I remember seeing this as a kid. I think I've only seen it like twice because I remember seeing it once when I was a kid. And then I think I watched it again. <clears throat> I mean, it's been a long time, but I know I've seen it at least twice or part of it. But Killer Clowns from Outer Space, 1988. It is PG-13, which I kind of forgot about. So this is directed by Steven Chiodo along with... Um, Basically, there's three brothers that are in charge of this entire movie. and They're the Chiodo brothers. But Steven was the director, so he was probably the main one. But it's his only big screen work that he's ever done. Um, he and his brothers were, I guess, more popular in special effects. So, you know, they worked on Critters, for example. Uh, it was also written by him and his brothers. Uh, Charles is his other brother that kind of, you know, kind of helped out, I guess, with it. I don't remember his third brother, but it was basically Charles and Stephen. Um, Were they the ice cream brothers? No, those are the Trenzy brothers. We'll get into those in a few minutes okay. here. But this was starring Grant Kramer, uh, which was Mike Tobacco. Nothing really recognizable, I guess. Um he he's still in the film industry. He's a producer and and he's got a lot of credits, but he's just you know not he's not an actor. I guess he kind of one of the things with this movie is is the acting was uh, questionable at best. But that's what you get for a movie like this. It was a really fun movie. They're trying. They're yeah, trying. They're trying. Um. Also starring Suzanne. I guess one thing too. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, Suzanne Snyder, she was in quite a bit, actually, and she must really love zombies because she was in Return of the Living Dead 2 and Night of the Creeps. Um, she was also in Weird Science, so she's in quite a bit of stuff. Um, Josh Allen Nelson was Dave Hansen, and he he, he did a whole bunch of uh, TV work, you know, nothing really too recognizable. So John Vernon is recognizable. He was the old. He's Curtis Mooney, so he was the old uh, mean the, cop, the old mean angry cop. Yep. This guy's you'd recognize him in a lot of shit, but it's nothing. I mean, he he's he's in a lot of stuff, but he's not like the star. Uh, he's got like two hundred and six film credits, so I mean, he's definitely he's a character got, actor, right? Um. And then the last thing I saw, which is funny, I don't even know why it's a credited title on here, but do you know who Christopher Titus is? Chris Titus? Yeah, the comedian. The comedian, yep. Um, he had his show. Did you know he was in this movie? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because he was in it for like 15 seconds. The very beginning opening scene, the kid walking across the street carrying the bags of beer and drinking a beer in front of the cop. No that shit. That was him. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny too. I was like, Chris fucking Titus. But, yeah, that was his first... That's cool. ...kind of ever gig. So, yeah. Um, this movie, guess what it got on IMDb? Three. 6.1. What? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Guess what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, seven. 77. What the fuck? All right. All right. Um... <laughs> Guess what the budget for this movie was? Uh, five mil. 
two million. Okay, I believe that. Yeah, <laughs> was not a big budget. Uh, it was and, all in makeup, apparently. Well, do you have anything else before we get into the trivia part? No, I have nothing. Okay, so the first thing I have is so this is like a love child between the uh, Chiodo brothers kind of thing. So they had a two million dollar budget. Most of it was spent on production. Um, basically, the makeup, the special effects, all that was done for extremely cheap because they were all special effects people in there. So, you know, they did a lot of that themselves. Rubber suits with the clowns. Okay. Did all their own. Yeah. So mainly it was production. As you could see, there was some pretty cheesy. I don't even know if you'd call that CGI, but it was you know editing some yeah stuff in like the clown like the clown with the you know, the invisible motorcycle and that right, was right. all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, most of it was, uh, put on, um, just the production, I guess, as far as that goes, this was not initially a hit in theaters, but it, it, it caught on. It's a cult it was a cult following. classic. Yeah, absolutely. A cult classic. This actually sold quite a bit of, of, uh, merchandise and action figures uh, t-shirts, eventually movie sales, both in DVD and VHS. I mean, it was it was a huge rental. Uh, I remember renting this. I, I remember even w- when you picked this out the first time, I remember what the VHS looked like when I went to my uh, uncle's um, uh, store to pick it out. So this, have you ever seen, my question for you is, have you ever seen the original Blob from 1958? No. Neither have I, but I I read something interesting. Apparently, this movie is extremely similar to that, like eerily similar, in that the first victim is an old guy who lives by himself in a cabin, and he has a dog, and he was killed. Him and his dog were killed. Also, there's a good cop and a bad cop. The good cop is both named Dave. And then the bad cop is another, is the same where he's basically got something against the young people. So kind of, kind of weirdly similar. Um, Was it intentional? I couldn't really find anything on that. It probably was. I mean, I'm sure it was because, you know, they were special effects people. Yeah, they were that obvious and they're special effects people. So it was probably like a, like a nod uh, to them as far as that goes. So another thing that this movie and our other movie event horizon have in common is that the ending was redone. This one, the executives wanted more of an upbeat ending. So the current one was reshot. Originally the Terenzi brothers uh, survived the exploding ship and Dave died after killing the giant clown, but they wanted, you know, you could tell that was kind of a clunky and didn't make sense ending to it. didn't make sense at all, but we'll get into that. Right. So, but you know, that, you know, that's when you get the producers and the executives in and they're trying to fucking change it around and whatever. But you know, the ending was different than it should have been. Um, also the, I think one of the last things I have is so almost immediately once they realized the cult status of this movie, they wanted uh, another one, but they ran into problems. So 
it's, it's kind of, man, I, I read a few different things on this, but according to the actual directors, the Chiodo brothers, like the day after this movie was released, they were already working on the second one. But the long story short is, is that the sequel to this has been in development hell for 29 fucking years. They're citing financial and legal issues with trying to get it released. But even as I think the last thing I saw was like in 2017, they were still trying to figure something out where, you know, I, I think the, the main cop, uh, Dave, Dave had said in an interview that one of the leading, um, I guess, storylines is that he nobody believed him in his story. So he became like in, in the sequel, he was going to be the city or the town drunk. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, there's old Dave, you know, talking about aliens again. And then they'd come back kind of thing, which I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so, I would have liked that a lot. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, we might get it. But I mean, God, it's been 29 years. So it's tough to say. Uh, it's tough to say what's going to happen. I doubt that ever happened. There's, there's also been chatter that sci-fi is trying to buy the rights and they're going to put out a movie, which... Yeah, they're good at putting bad movies out. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, man, they're going to put a fucking turn out. But whatever. So that's all I got in the good old trivia department. If you have nothing else, we'll get into... Uh, let's break this bitch down. Let's get into it. Okay, so for some reason, this entire town is based off of clowns. Yeah, uh, they, yep. it starts at a burger, burger time, a burger something. joint, yep. but it's like clown theme burger place. And then we see Mooney, which is the quote unquote bad cop, like the yep. angry old cop. And he's leaving there, and he almost hits Chris Titus. <laughs> He's like fucking kids or whatever. He's walking down the street drinking beer. Uh, then we head out to their makeout point, which are all the kids so go to make out. So the first thing that I gotta I gotta bring up is I was surprised. So it's been a long time since I saw this movie. This movie has its own like theme song, and it's like a legit theme song too. It's like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's like a legit band that actually yeah, made this. It it was it was hilarious. It was so bad, but I mean, I, well, not bad, but it was bad as in it was good. Like, it's like it cheesy eighties, right? Yeah. Bad, good. But I mean, man, the um. The, the whole opening title deal was was really good. I thought that, you know, everything was, like you said, everything was circus themed, but I, I thought I thought it was really good. That, that, like, was the perfect soundtrack. You know, the one thing I'll say about this movie is I knew this going in, and I, I don't know if you did or not because you've never seen it before, but this is a movie that it is a fun, silly movie. It does not take itself seriously, and you really got to suspend some disbeliefs because this doesn't really follow your typical horror right. genre movie. But yeah, I mean this this was over the top, and uh, yeah. So, but no, I really got a kick out of that opening scene. But okay, so makeout point, which they call the top of the world, that's what their mm-hmm. makeout point is called, and then uh, ice cream truck pulls up, and some guys yeah. saying. I forget what he says over the loudspeaker. He's saying a bunch of like sexual. Yeah, it was hilarious. Stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah. 
The Terenzi brothers. So these are actual brothers in real life, and they have their own comedy oh, skin. Really? Because yeah. the older one looks like he's about fifty-five, and the younger one looks like he's seventeen. Yeah, no, they they're they're in real life. They're the Terenzi brothers, and they are, uh, I think, what is it called? Sketch comedy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But they are our comedic relief of this movie. Yeah. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. But, I'll say most of it works, some of it doesn't, but. So there's some couples making out there, and two of them are Debbie and Mike. Yep. And Mike's kind of laughing because he's their friend. He's like, these guys are hilarious. But the other kids out there. I'm trying to figure out how old all these people are. Like college age? I think they're supposed to be teenagers, but. No, I'm pretty sure it was college. Maybe. Because they were talking about. I thought they were talking about Debbie going to college or... Because, I mean, she was dating a fucking cop before. The cop That's was true. Boyfriend, That's so. true. Probably college. Sure. I thought, yeah, I was trying to figure it out. They didn't really make it clear, but... But the the rest of the people at make-out point start throwing beer cans at the ice cream truck. <laughs> and then, I mean, man, you'd have to see it. If, if you guys didn't yeah. see this movie and you're just listening, we're not going to do it justice. But the guy has some pretty witty one-liners. It's pretty funny. It was. It was hilarious what he was saying on the loudspeaker. And then the one brother says to the other, it's like, what the fuck? I thought this would be a good place to make out or whatever. And then oh, God, yeah. two uh, bigger ladies right, come yeah. from the back of the ice cream truck. Like, Why did you take us here? <laughs> I mean, they, they're just stuffing their face with ice cream. I was like, oh, my God. It was hilarious. These guys are just trying to get laid the whole time. It seems like no matter who it is. Which it comes up later for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But so those guys peel off, but then Mike and Debbie are looking up at the stars and they see a shooting star, like an asteroid come land towards Earth. So Mike convinces Debbie, like, let's go check it out. So they decide to go check it out. But then uh, also an old farmer guy sees it. Because it lands in his yard. Yeah, this is what we're talking about. And he has his dog with him. Big old bloodhound. So he, him and his dog go to check it out. And it's like a giant circus tent in his yard. Or kind of in the back 40, but... In the what? The back 40. 40? Dude, you live in Iowa. You should know this shit. 40, eh? 40 acres, eh? Let's go for a rap. Okay, so <laughs> they get to the tent and the dog... What happens to the dog? I don't know if he's swallowed by the tent or something. Yeah, he just... He kind of disappears. Yeah. it Basically, the tent takes him in and the farmer's like, I'll break this mother down. And he, he like... Tries to punch it. He tries to punch it and it doesn't work. So he goes to grab, like, one of the cables that's holding it up and it electrocutes him. And he gets knocked down. But he gets up again because nothing's ever going to keep him down. He's, he gets knocked down. He's tub thumping. He gets up again. <laughs> Give me your cup, Mr. Drunk Dares. Hold on. Carry on. Carry on. We're getting a refill. But, yeah, he, he grabs onto the, the hat. I, man, I will say... The one thing that this movie suffers from is absolutely atrocious acting, which, to be honest, it doesn't really hurt this movie as much as it would, I guess, any other one, because it is just a silly, goofy, 
fucking... I mean, it's, it's a movie about clowns from outer space, which doesn't make any sense. Nothing, nothing of this movie makes sense. So, I mean, you really got to suspend disbelief, but, um, yeah, it's just really silly for sure. Yeah. The acting is fucking, oh God, it's God awful. I would say out of all the movies we've seen, maybe besides Franklin and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's probably the worst acting I've ever seen as a whole. Okay. I think Texas is, or Franklin's the worst actor, but this is the worst. I love Franklin, man. Okay, so Farmer gets electrocuted, turns around, there's a giant clown monster, I'd call them. Mm-hmm. So all the clowns in these movies are, in this movie is, they're like very large, distorted looking clowns. They don't they're look kind of scary. They're like monsters with clown makeup on. Like they're not a regular looking clown. Would you say that this is a scary movie at all? Ah, uh, fuck no. Okay. I, 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 I thought about if I should say this or not on the podcast since this is recorded. But my three-year-old daughter, I mean, she's really mature for her age, as far, I guess, as far as a three-year-old goes. But I noticed her, like, she was playing with her Barbies. So we have, like, a separate toy room for the kids. And sometimes when I'm watching stuff, like, you know, I watch a lot of movies after they go to bed. But I, I could see her, she's a lot more interested than my son. And I could see her like playing with her Barbies. Um, and she was like kind of coming out of the toy room and, and was kind of by the kitchen table. And I noticed her watching this. And then she just like would slowly, like, slowly come closer. And I'm like, you know what, fuck it, this movie isn't that bad. And she literally like laid on the couch with me and watched probably two thirds of this movie. And I covered her eyes when I knew some of the bad stuff was coming. So. I mean, maybe not the best father of the year nomination right there, but I mean, come on, it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It really wasn't that bad. If my three, and, just and keep a only, watch on her. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she's tried to watch. Man, she was trying to watch Event Horizon with me this morning, and I'm like, nope, not gonna happen. She's a little terror in herself. Like she'll even call you out at your grandma's funeral, call you a drunk. Drunk <laughs> Uncle Drunk Darius. But, no, yeah, this, this, uh, well, anyways, I guess we'll just keep going. So. Okay, so the clown shoots the farmer with some kind of gun. They got some kind of, like, laser guns. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it turns them into. A ray gun. It's a whole play. Everything is a play on, like, the circus. Circus, right. yeah. So, so the gun, like, basically wraps them up, and it looks like pink cotton candy. Yeah. And um, it turns him into a little cotton candy ball, and we'll find out later what happens to him. Right. But I I will say, as a kid, though, I don't know, I'm kind of impressed that my daughter was, you know, was able to watch most of it. Because I remember as a kid being like, oh, man, this movie is scary as hell. And it's funny because I'd cover her eyes when I knew something was coming up. But I'd also notice her, and she'd like tell me she's like, "Dad, I'm not watching this part." And she'd like have half her eyes. We we went to watch um, the Goosebumps movie, and she was scared. But this one, she was like, "Meh, not too much." Yeah, I would say this is a kid's scary movie. Um, okay, so next scene we get the bad cop Mooney. He's back. He's just 
goddamn young degenerate kids. Whatever. He busts a couple of goth kids walking down the street drinking. He busts them for public talks. And these goth kids like, oh, what the fuck? We're just drinking. Yeah, they were. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, man, those are some silly looking goth kids, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. I wasn't sure yeah, no, what kind of party they were going silly. to. Silly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a different time. Uh, I guess. Some people turn goth to hide other things, but hey. Yeah, you're saying they have a grinder app? Is that what you're saying? I think that they met on a grinder app before there were grinder apps, yes. Okay, whatever. These two very feminine goth Metro. Kids. Let's use the right term. It's 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 called Metro. Okay, whatever. They get busted by Mooney for drinking in public. He's such a fucking asshole too. That Mooney. I know. Huh? And then we see we get two cops in this. Dave is the young cop. Mooney's the older cop. And D- Dave's like, just leave these kids alone. Let them go. Who gives a fuck? And Mooney's mm-hmm. like, no, these young kids he's are destroying bad, our he's town. Such a bad yeah. Who's a bad actor? Mooney's, Mooney's a great actor. Um, I, I love Mooney as, a, as an actor. Dave yeah. was so fucking bad. Yeah, I couldn't figure him out. His he was terrible. <laughs> That's so why he's a fucking producer. <laughs> he, he couldn't fucking... He could act his way out of a wet paper bag and a $2 million budget in an 80s clown movie. Yes. Okay, so the teen couple, which is Mike and Debbie, get to the tent, and they go inside, and they go in through, like, a like a revolving door kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's almost like an elevator door, but it's not an it's elevator. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, you, you could tell it was kind of space. Yeah, so they go into the tent, go through this door, and they see maybe five pink, I, I call them cotton candy cocoons, mm-hmm. just like swinging. That's, that's accurate. They kind of look like uh, balls, like a, a scrotum sack. <laughs> it it does. Single. But it's literally pink cotton candy. Yes. They don't know what's in it. Did you at this point? Did you know what those were? Like how they got there? Did were, no. was that okay? You didn't know what it was. Okay, no, no idea. But they rip one open and they see a bloody guy's face. Which was it? The farmer or someone else? I don't even know. It was it was either the farmer. There's two guys. Josh Lombardo or whatever. Josh something. Someone they knew. Yeah. So they see his face. They take off running. Um, the giant monster clowns kind of chase them, but they get away. So he's shooting a popcorn gun. Are you talking about the part? Oh where yeah, he yeah. shoots yeah. popcorn. The clowns shoot a popcorn gun at them. It's so silly, and it makes absolutely no sense. Like, why the fuck are there aliens that are dressed up as as clowns? And why are they shooting guns made out of popcorn? I mean, everything is so silly, but it's just a fun movie. This this is like a perfect example. I've probably said this a hundred times too, but this is a good movie to put on because it's it's not overly gory. There's really not anything that needs to get censored. You could just throw this on, you know, if you've got younger kids and whatever and you're doing something, have it on the background. Yeah. There's nothing that is going to offend anyone on this movie. 
Other than the acting. Exactly. Uh, well, they shoot the popcorn gun at them. They get away, but some of the popcorn sticks, and then one of the clowns builds a... A dog. Yeah, like a, a balloon. A, a balloon dog. Like, you know, clowns make balloon animals. He builds yeah. a balloon dog to so sniff silly. their trail. Like, so this, And it was, like, barking. And, yeah. I mean, this wasn't, like, a legit... This was a balloon dog that I could probably build in, like, 30 seconds. You could not. It wasn't, like, one of those fancy ones that had ears and all that kind of stuff. It had a collar on it somehow. I don't know. <laughs> you got the collar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to get a leash on that balloon right, dog or it's right. going to run off on you. But... It sniffs them, catches them, but they drive away just in time to get away from them. Mm-hmm. And then Mike and Debbie are talking, and like Debbie's like, oh, I know a guy at the cop shop. He'll believe us, because Mike's like, no one's going to believe us. You know, Drunk Darius, I really do feel sorry for you. Oh, and I feel sorry hurtful. for a lot of your generation and really everyone because you weren't able to to like enjoy this in its prime. I mean, watching this now as a what are you twenty nine year old is way different than you know when I was watching this as a middle schooler. I mean, I man, this because it's so silly watching this now, but back then it was like, I mean, you didn't notice how silly it was a fucking. Clown from outer space builds a dog out of balloons and it's like barking and <laughs> it's so yeah. stupid, but it's crazy. This, was, it's this like was this was the real deal back then. This is like one of those like, mom, you never guess what I just saw in this movie. I feel like it's like a like jackass. <laughs> like before a, there was jackass. No, well, like if you see jackass now, you have no idea oh, about yeah. the cultural. Yeah, I, I see the cultural question. thing behind it. You yeah. think it's a stupid fucking show, but if, when you saw Jackass show. when it first came out, you're like, "This is fucking crazy." Back when MTV was cool. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways on, onward, onward. onward. <laughs> okay. Uh so Debbie and Mike go to the cop shop, find Dave, find out Dave is Debbie's ex boyfriend. He's like, dun, 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 I, dun. I still love you. Whatever. It was bad. Yeah. Dave is the good. He's got a thing for her. Yeah, which is kind of weird dynamic in this movie. Yeah, we see like clowns slowly walking into town. They walk like penguins, and they're very slow walking. Yeah, because you have actual humans trying to wear fucking shack shoes walking on a street. Well, the <laughs> actors are that, yeah. not yeah, not the clowns, not the clowns, right? That. But yeah, the clowns are just like very slowly moving, but they're so yeah. scary, <laughs> quote unquote scary, quote unquote right. Uh, a couple of clowns go into uh, like a convenience store and just like just. Checking shit out, throwing stuff on the ground. The convenience store owner, worker, it's like, what the fuck do I do with right. these guys? Uh, but Debbie and Mike are at the cop shop with Dave, the cop, the good cop, slash ex-boyfriend of Debbie's. And you can imagine, if you haven't seen this movie, how, how this whole scene's going down. 
with like yeah we just saw right. killer clowns killer clowns from outer space and they murdered someone and there's a tent in yep. the middle of some farmer's land yep and they shot popcorn guns at us pretty ridiculous but so the cops are interrogating them and Mooney's like you're full of shit I just went out there there's nothing there Mooney's the bad cop well, he went out to the fucking, the lookout, the makeout mountain or whatever the hell it was. No, he went out to the farmland where they told him they saw the tent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said there's nothing yeah. there. So Dave's like, Dave, the good cop's like, all right, Debbie might get in my car. They went and dropped Debbie off. Debbie's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stay with you guys. You know, like, one thing. That's weird with this, too, is, like, there's not, like, a main character in this movie. There's, like, fucking four of them. I think three. there's three. Debbie, Mike, and Dave. Yeah, it was kind of weird to follow, like... It jumps around a lot. Right. It's a hard movie to fucking write about, because, like, oh, this scene, this scene, this scene. Right, yeah, it cuts back and forth quite a bit. Okay, but anyways, they drop Debbie off. Mike and Dave go out to where the circus tent is supposed to be and it's not there there's like a hole or something there and Dave's like I knew you were full of shit cause Dave's already a little jealous because he's Debbie's ex mm-hmm. and he's still in love with her and he handcuffs Mike puts him in the back of the car and then they drive back to the cop shop but then they see a couple cars like just pull over on the side of the road and Dave gets out to investigate and just finds, like, cotton candy all over the mm-hmm. insides. I think maybe he finds... Does he find a body? No, he he just, like, goes back. Well, he finds the cars, and he goes into one, and he finds, like, glasses on a seat. Right, and cotton candy yeah, everywhere. Yeah, cotton so he's candy like, everywhere. he believes Mike yeah. now, because he thought Mike was full of shit. So they're in and on together. They drive back through town, and... Dave is still a little skeptic, and Mike's like, no, I swear it's clowns. And then they pull up next to a bus stop where a clown is doing the shadow figures on the wall to all the people waiting at the bus stop. For some reason, this late at night in this small town, there's like 10 people at this bus stop, like an elderly couple. Yeah. And they're all... They're all impressed. Inside of an apartment building. They're all impressed by this clown doing this shadow puppets on the wall. And Mike's like, let's go, let's get him. They're like, no, just wait. So they watch. So this was like a little montage part here. So all the clowns finally walk into town. And they're, they're basically like kind of going door to door, you know zapping people turning them into the cocoons kind of thing right the the like one's a pizza delivery guy yes one's delivering flowers or something yes and that's what i wrote down i was like man even though this movie is pg-13 you basically get to see boobs did you notice that when mm-hmm. with the pizza delivery one the chick that fucking answers the door is wearing like basically um you know, the like like a nighty kind of thing. What the hell do they call that? Lingerie. I did not. You did. How did you not notice that? You could see nipples, drunk Darius. I'm sorry, I'm not. It's pervious. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, you, you probably were 
watching Kevin Bacon in the original Friday the 13th or some shit in the background. Yeah, yes, that. I was. Yes, I was. Yeah, but no, that, yeah, even though it's PG-13, you have your fucking, um, you get your booby scene. Circle, circle, dot, dot. I got my cootie shot. Anyways, onward. Yeah, we'll forget you said that. Uh, so Dave and Mike are sitting in the cop car watching this clown do shadow puppets. and Which makes no sense because he's got like three fucking fingers that are each like the size of a baseball bat. He's got fat fucking fingers. <laughs> but he's it's doing so these shadow puppets and everyone at the bus stop's like, oh, oh. Oh, like yeah, real impressed cool. and then finally he makes like a T-Rex <laughs> and the T-Rex shadow just like swallows everybody there that was great and so Mike hits Dave's gas pedal like let's go get him and Dave's like no but then they, he rams the car tries to ram the the clown the clown just like jumps up into the sky and disappears but now Dave, the good cop, is full circle. He believes yeah. him for Shit's real. Down. He's like, all right, I'm with you. He's like, they they try. Mooney is the bad cop at the cop station. Keeps getting calls and just killer clowns. He's just a sour here. puss, yeah. And like, oh, these damn kids keep pranking me. He answers like two of the calls and then just lets the phone ring right off the fucking hook. Right. But Dave calls in, like, call the state police. He's like... Mooney's like, whatever, Dave. I know you're just pranking me, damn mm. kids. Like, this happens like four or five times that Mooney gets calls. He's like, just a prank call, kids. I don't know. It's, <laughs> rah, it's rah, ridiculous. Rah, so, but then the ice cream truck brothers. The Terenzi brothers show up. Pull out. <laughs> I think their truck is running away from them. They're trying to catch it or something. But Mike's like, those are my friends. I'm going to go with them. And Dave's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the cop shop, try to get state police to come because Mooney thinks it's a prank. Uh, And then we cut back to Mooney at the cop shop and there's a giant killer clown there and he's like oh another one of your pranks kids like fuck yeah. you Mooney fuck you but ah oh, forget what happens he does he shoot him no so the co- the clown is there and then he like hands him flowers and then it like sprays water in his face and that's when he lo- Mooney loses his shit and he's like, turn around. And he goes, put handcuffs on him. And then <laughs> he starts walking him to the cell and like his hands fall off. And it's like fake hands on there. Yeah, it's like he's a prankster. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, just pranking with him the whole time. And then he goes and puts him in the cell. And then he like tries to bash him in the back of the head with his, his mag light. And it the body stays the same, but the clown turns his head all the way around. And Mooney's like, oh, what the fuck? And then that's when, you know, they don't really show it, but he basically turns Mooney and the two. Well, um, he, he, he Mooney puts him in the jail cell. Yeah. And he grabs him. The clown grabs him through the bars. Yeah. Yeah. And basically yeah. puts him into the cotton candy cocoons. Oh, no. He doesn't. Hold on. He doesn't. Oh, okay. 
because it's a oh really, yeah, really yeah good scary he, scene. Yep. No, he puts he puts um the two. I don't even know the the two gay punk kids and the, the goth kids are yep. in there. Yeah, he puts them into cocoons, and then it flashes back to another scene. They're not back, but two. Excuse me. Flashes to another scene. Uh, okay, and then we, another scene we see a uh, biker gang, an interracial biker gang yeah. that <laughs> exists. Oh, it's like white and black dudes. Sons of Anarchy. Do they mix in Sons of Anarchy? I mean, there's the one Kinda. guy. Anyways, they're all tough, and this clown pulls up on them like a moped, basically, and they're all making yeah, it's fun like of him. Like a midget him. clown on a tiny scooter. He's like, they're making fun of the clown and crutches his scooter. He's. Well, you get the one generic dude that's like, oh, look at, you know, trying to be tough and funny in front of all of his buddies. He's like, oh, look at this guy and his bike. and Dude, yeah. I don't know if it is the guy, but did it remind you of the guy from uh, Happy Gilmore that got shot in the head with that nail? Oh, no, that's, you're thinking of that. I know that guy from uh, Moonraker from James Bond. I the really, know. really tall guy, Jaws. He yeah. Plays Jaws. Yeah, that wasn't Charlie, but... It kind of looked like that Kind of, yeah. So this big dude is threatening this clown and crushes his little scooter and the clown's like, like, pretending to laugh. And the dude's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? (laughs) Yes. And then he punches his head off of his face, off of his body. Nice little... The clown does... And then all the bikers just peel out like they're scared now. For some reason, the clown's like, lets him go. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's no, there's no meaning this does to not this whole story. Any formula. Nothing to this movie no. follows a formula. Nothing. But <laughs> it's just pure silliness, really. But anyways. What do we got next, Mr. Uh, Drunk Darius? I'll tell you. Stay tuned. Mm, well, we just keep seeing people getting cocooned by all the clowns. Like, they're going through town and they're sh- zapping them with these like laser guns and they turn to cocoons. Yep. Uh, <laughs> here's a minute we'll cut out or two yeah I'm, I know we I'm way you. way behind on my notes that's alright you should just write this time down we'll cut it out okay yeah I will uh, so Debbie's taking a shower and some popcorn falls off of her Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's like we, moving and... We see the popcorn start to move and she apparently throws it in the trash in her shower. We do not get to see her naked. No, just saying that. Uh, Come on, it's PG-13. We should have seen it. We should have seen it. But, no, yeah, you, you get to see... It's, it's weird because there's like a few... Um, 
there's like a few kernels that are moving around and then you can tell there's a big difference between the fake ones and the real ones but yeah whatever yeah i know it's they have the technology they did today uh, then we see a clown dump a bunch of popcorn into the dumpster at the clown burger place. Because they have that clown burger joint. It was, yeah. Well, it's, burger, was it's it just burger the burger place. But at the beginning, yeah. It happens to be clown theme. Yep. And then some guy goes to take the trash out there. And he... he Sees the dumpster moving, so he goes to look inside and gets basically eaten by yeah, the he dumpster. Like he gets himself inside of the dumpster. He gets cotton candy cocooned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Dave are kind of having a heart to heart moment, and Dave finally apologizes to Mike, which is Debbie's current boyfriend. Current boyfriend talking yeah. to her ex boyfriend, right? Which is. I kind of, I, I like that. Small town drama, whatever. I like how they kind of get along. Squash it. Yeah. Oh. Flip that page. This movie jumps around a lot, scene to scene. Yeah, it does. It doesn't really follow a linear storyline. It's, it's the same storyline that follows a bunch of different people that cuts scene to scene you're basically following yeah the the the, the female protagonist you're following the boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend you're following the clowns so right okay so Dave the good cop finally gets back to the to the cop shop and he finds he finds the best part of the fucking movie is what he finds. This is the best part. Well, he's looking for Mooney and he can't find him, but he finds like giant clown feet all over the walls. Like yeah. footprints. Well, so he goes through the main scene or the main part of the the cop, cop shop, shop, I guess. <laughs> and he goes back to the cells and that's where he finds like you know what it reminded me of is is um, the Batman with Jim Carrey is the Riddler, like all that goofy shit, like huge clown shoes, f- footprints all over the place. He goes, he finds the two, um, you know, the... the Goth kids. Yeah, the two Metro goth kids cocooned up. And then he goes back out. And he sees the clown sitting down with... Like a, at the desk. Yeah. And uh, the ventriloquist. <laughs> and then we see Mooney, and Mooney's right next to the clown, like almost sitting on his lap, like a ventriloquist doll. And his face is kind of painted like white with red cheeks. Like mm-hmm. a vent. It's a vent. Ventriloquist. Ventri- and Mooney says to him, Yeah, Mooney in quotes, I guess you can say. You, you can tell that it ain't Mooney at this point. Right. It's Mooney's body. He says, don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. And, like, you can tell, like, the clown is working. I'm like a puppet. Yes. And then he pulls his hand out of his back. All bloody. Mooney just falls to the ground, and his hand's all bloody. Yeah, this that, is the... That's the darkest part of the whole movie. It's the legitimate only scary part of this right. movie. 
Yeah, it really is. And the clown comes after Dave, and Dave's shooting him, like, in the chest, mostly. And eventually, he gets one right in his Did you notice nose. that, like, every... So, they would do different camera angles on this, and every time, it would look like he's aiming at his head, but he hits him in his fucking belly button. No, I, yeah, I, it was bad. Why is it, for some reason, I noticed that shit? But I was like, what the fuck? I was like, come on. I know. He's, like, clearly aiming for, like, the top of his head. And then they would show the bullets hitting his fucking belly button. Right, he goes to set up to aim his shot. Like, right, yeah. dude, just it was bad. point your gun out and shoot him. He's right there in front of you. But eventually he hits him in his uh, little clown red nose and he blows up and spins. Like That's the that. secret. Did you know that? What? Did you know that before seeing that, that that was the secret? The red nose? No. I didn't know that. But it makes this movie even. Dumber. <laughs> well, like, they're so easily defeatable. <laughs> like, but it's supposed to be a dumb movie. Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, it shoots the clown in the nose. The nose like, explodes. Or the clown explodes. I have a feeling I'm going to have to try real hard to talk you up. Sounds like you're going to have a pretty low score. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that point, but... Dave finally gets on the radio and calls in the state police, like, come help us. So the state police is like, we're on our way. So we know more cops are coming for backup. Good old stadies. Mike and the ice cream brothers. Because he gets an ice cream truck with the brothers. An ice cream truck. Mike's trying to convince him, like, no, this is real. Like, whatever, Mike, you fucked with us before. And then they come around a corner, and there's, like, a parade of the killer clowns. And they're, like, collecting. The streamers and everything everywhere. That's what, like, part of this movie, I was like, man, it it was, it, I guess that's one of the main problems I had is, is, like, it was so all over the place. I felt like, I mean, what was this movie, um... I didn't even write down how long it was, did I? No, I mean, this was a short movie. It was, like, probably less than an hour and a half, 80-some minutes. Yeah. And this would have really helped from having a longer runtime, so you could kind of follow a little bit as far as a little backstory. But it was so... Everything was so fast-paced, and it was... it Like you said, it, it jumps around so much. You're following different storylines, and it was just kind of goofy. Because you get these fucking Trenzy brothers that... Like you said, they're kind of there for comedic relief. And they disappear. So I'll admit that this time watching the movie, I forgot that they played another part in the movie. Um, you know, after we, we first saw them in the beginning, I, was, I, I didn't think we'd ever see them again. And then, you know, every time that we saw them, especially like when they're in like the hot tub scene, I guess. And the, then I was like, oh, I remember that part. But I mean, it's so silly. And it doesn't really make sense because they're they, they jump all over the place. It doesn't. It's confusing. It's very convoluted. Doesn't really make sense, and it's it's hard to follow, and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I mean, well, like especially with this scene here, like when you know you get fucking Mike, like where the fuck is Mike been? And then you're like, oh, here's the Trenzy brothers. Where the hell have you guys been? Well, he ran into him with Dave. At the- yeah, well, I know him and Dave had their own kind of you know, storyline thing that they're doing, but it just... They always just pop yeah. up at the right time when they need a story change or 
you know, side plot or whatever. But anyways, they run into this parade of clowns. And these clowns are collecting cotton candy cocoons. And finally, they believe that her Mike. They believe Mike. There was Mike, not Dave. Maybe it's said Dave. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Mike, Dave is the cop. Mike is the one that initially saw it. He's trying to get everyone to believe Right. Him. So Mike convinces them they need to go to Debbie's house to save her because for some reason he thinks she's in trouble. Even though there's no reason for him to think she specifically is in trouble. But then we cut back to Debbie gets out of the shower and she gets attacked by like clown heads on like f- <laughs> fetus cords. I don't know what I don't know. Just little miniature clown heads and she tries to escape. Yeah, they're like really I don't even know. Yeah, they're they're clown heads at the end of tentacles. Yeah, I don't know what you call them. Not <laughs> fetus cord is a bad word, but yeah. Intestines, yeah. tentacles. And she sprays a couple with some hairspray. She puts a shower head in one's mouth and turns on the water and kills it. And then she runs out. Does she even kill it? It's kind of a scene. I don't know. It's kind she of a ridiculous it. scene, but. She runs out and then she gets cornered by a bunch of clowns. Eventually she gets kidnapped, gets taken out, and Mike. Put and in a balloon. She gets. So they, they. Everybody else, for some reason or another, they put them in a cocoon. And they put her in basically a giant balloon. Right. So that makes zero sense. Like, why wouldn't no. they? Did you ever, in? like, I was trying to think about that. I was like, I wonder why, like, some of them are in balloons. Like, maybe they're going to wait to put her in the cocoon. Well, at this point, you have no idea why they're in the cocoons, right? We didn't we didn't pass that up yet, did we? No. Okay. But, yeah, no, I don't know why they put her in a balloon and not a cocoon. It wouldn't have, or they, even why they're in cocoons. Kind of. We didn't get to the straw scene yet, did we? No. Okay. But it doesn't make sense why the even for the the plot of the movie, why it would have made any fucking difference if she was in a balloon or a cocoon. But anyways, well, there's got to be a difference between the two. That's the only confusion. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Mike and the ice cream brothers pull up in the ice cream truck while Debbie's getting pulled away in her balloon and they chase her in the balloon and then Dave they pass Dave in his cop car and he turns his lights on and the ice cream brothers think they're getting pulled over so they slam on the brakes cause a fucking stupid fender bender So Dave gets out of his cop car, gets in the ice cream truck and so Did you notice that too? I mean I mean you you can't fault the movie for that, and obviously I'm not going to take any points away, but there was just a smoke machine underneath that. There was, like, zero... There was, there was no dancer. There wasn't even a scratch in between the things. Oh, like, oh, his his car is fucked. Dude, they built those old cars, just... They were tanks. They were steel. What makes me mad is they get in the ice cream truck rather than... The cop car. The much faster cop well, car. Well, I think what they were trying to insinuate is that the cop car got crunched and... It, fuck the radiator up that's why there was all that steam even though you could clearly see that i think that's why it's confusing if you've never seen it but yeah there is clearly nothing 
wrong with the car, but you're supposed to insinuate that um, the cop car is done and the yeah, ice cream yeah, truck is Yeah, yep. And we'll. So then they're like, oh, where would you go if you were a clown one to hide? Oh, I know, the circus. Oh, sorry, folks. We just got hit by an earthquake. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So they all decide to go to the circus, or it's like the town fair, whatever it is, to go find Debbie. And then we see the clowns get there, and they the security guard tries to stop them, and they kind of melt them with, like, pies. Pies, yes. Like, you throw pies. So, yeah, it looks like you're entering a, I guess you'd call a fun house. Yeah. Kind of like us, <laughs> but very different. It's not very fun. No. But anyways, these pies are some kind of has some kind of chemical in them or something. Yeah, it's like they, acid or something like that. They met, melt the security guard down. So when Mike, Dave, and the ice cream boys get there, he's just like a pile of whipped cream. Yeah, he he melted nothing except his bones. Uh, yeah. So they go into the fun house, or they find the circus tent is set up at this fair or whatever, and they go through it. And Mike recognizes recognizes it from before, so he kind of knows where he's going. Yeah. And the ice cream boys get dropped through a like a trap door into a ball pit. <laughs> And they pop up, and there's two. You've never seen these clowns before. Voluptuous clowns, I would say. Voluptuous. I don't know. They're very busty. Well, they start off normal, and then they inflate. They start growing boobs. Right. Like, they're basically female versions of the clowns. And throughout the movie, these guys are portrayed as just hornballs. Little horn dogs. You know, they got a couple. I mean, let's just be blunt. They got a couple of fatties with them in the beginning of the movie, and they're trying to feed them ice cream. And They'll take what they can get. Right. So now this is, like, meant to portray a hot tub scene where they get dropped into this ball pit, and you've got these two clowns sitting on the on the edge. I don't know. Are they boyfriends or husbands of the mean clowns? Because clearly they don't kill them. Yeah, but like, they grow mm, boobs, right. and, yeah, it, it, was, it was actually pretty funny. And... I don't know. One of them says you have roommates or something like that. Uh, so back to Mike and Dave, our main characters, and they find the cocoons, and there's a lot more now. And they're looking for Debbie. She's in a yellow balloon. Balloon, yeah. Uh, they come through, they find her. They pop it open somehow. I forget how they do it. Uh, shoots it. Dave uh, shoots it. Yeah, yeah, Dave shoots it. And then they kind of run and they get up on... They get surrounded by all these clowns. They get up on like... I don't want to say it's a pyramid, but it's like... A stack of like squares and circles. Yeah. They get up on top of it, and all these clowns are kind of like grabbing at them. And then finally, burr, 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 ice cream truck 
brakes to the wall because somehow they knew exactly where they were. Right. right? And yeah, makes no sense. Crazy right? maze that they don't even know. And uh, they got the loudspeaker and he's like, step down, release them, let them go. Kind of that kind of talk on the loudspeaker. So, yeah, all the, all the, all the clowns have them cornered on this like pyramid thing. So then they see this big ice cream truck that looks kind of like a boss ice cream truck. And for some reason, they speak English. They understand English, although they were muttering the whole movie. But they know exactly what this. They're really truck smart, is but they're really fucking stupid, right. too. Oh, I skipped a part where one of the clowns drinks from the cocoon. Oh, yes. That's the that's crazy what I was straw. Before, yes. When they go in to save um, Debbie. Debbie, they're hiding and they yep. see a clown. So th- this is where this is like the whole point of the movie because earlier they are kind of wondering like why are they here what are these clowns doing and someone's you know talking about well maybe they just came here to feed and they're gonna move on but yeah so they the reason that everybody's in these cocoons hello is uh, sorry guys we're watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and the hottest the hottest chick in the entire Friday series is. Stripping down, going for a swim. But um, you find out the whole point of having the cotton, cotton candy. candy cocoons is they put them in there and it somehow liquefies the humans. <laughs> and these fucking clowns take like the most absurd, ridiculous straw ever. They're crazy like, straws. Yeah, like, do you remember as a kid? Like, I yes. remember they were cool, but they were a fucking pain in the ass. Like, you really had to work to it drink It took a long time for that yeah. chocolate milk to get out that Right, straw. yeah, except we're, you're trying to drink a liquefied human out of it, and it was just ridiculous, but, you know, whatever. It worked with the theme of the movie. That's that's the thing is, is that it well, that's completely why they fit are, in. Yeah. yeah, it completely fit in with the whole theme of the movie, so can't really complain. Okay, but anyways, the ice cream bros break in, tell the clowns to, like, stop doing that. And the clowns just, like, just listen to them for some reason. And they all just stop. So Debbie, Mike, and Dave get down and get into the ice cream truck. And then all of a sudden, like, some weird music starts playing. All the clowns look up and a giant, giant giant clown comes out. From the ceiling and... And from the windows to the wall. And then you could see the sweat dripping down his balls. And then all of them bitch... I'm just... Okay, keep going. Sorry. Okay. Um, just forget that. Uh, so, <laughs> Mike, Dave, and Debbie are like, let's get the fuck out of this truck. But the ice cream truck brother's like, no, it's rented. <laughs> so... All of a sudden, it won't start, so they can't get out of it. And the giant clown just, like, tosses the truck, and it blows up into smithereens. No, no way anyone is going to survive that explosion. And they weren't meant to. The initial cut of the movie, they weren't. Okay, just wait. So, they started to get away, and then... Dave, which is the cop, is like, Mike and Debbie, you guys run. I'll stay here and shoot at this giant fucking bastard. I know I could shoot him in the nose and kill him right now, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep taking pop shots at his body. He doesn't say that, but 
he knows that. Anyways, Debbie and Mike run off, and the giant fucking clown, the giant clown yeah. picks Dave up and is, like, kind of crushing him. Mike and Debbie get out, and the state police is all pulls up. There's, like, 20 cop cars there. And we, we see they're starting to take off the circus tent, which is a UFO, basically. Yep, it's starting to spin spinning. around. It looks like a top. I thought that was kind of like yeah, maybe symbolism for the whole, you know, the big top. You know, that's what they call the, the, the circus, the big top kind of thing. Spinning, taking off like an actual, you know, top. Right. And you're left with uh, the giant clown and... So it's taking off, and we see Mike and Debbie are with the police now, and then we cut to Dave is getting almost eaten by this giant clown, and then he's he's out of ammo on his gun, so he takes off his badge, and yeah. just like... The pointy end of his badge. He just pokes the clown in his nose, just pokes Pop. it, just a little poke, Yep, and it pops like a balloon, and... Ah, fucking whenever these clowns like get their nose popped they spin around and make some weird weird green stuff and the entire fucking tent explodes like oh maybe you should have shot him in the nose to start with Dave fucking Dave (sighs) okay it's not like that giant clown had a small nose so anyways (laughs) We get Mike and Debbie's perspective and the cops, and we see the tent just explode, and then this little clown car lands next to them. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And guess who pops out? The Terenzi brothers. No, it's Dave first. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, my God, it's Dave, which actually I did think was nice that Mike actually did like Dave at the end. Like, yeah. they became buddies throughout this where they were, like, enemies yeah. to start with. That was kind of a good character arc. And then guess who else pops out? The Terrific <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, you're fucking, we just saw you explode in a ball yeah. of fire. weird. But they hid in the freezer, so... You know, freezers don't explode. Right. And but, you know, eh. I mean, you can't add logic to this movie. No, no, you can't. Uh, That's not the end, though. And then they say, oh, what do they say? Oh, I can't remember what they say. It's I talk for like 30 seconds. Oh, God. Mr. Drunk Darius is going to page through... I don't even know, 50 pages of notes to find out what they said. But it's not important no, it's what they said. It's because well, one of the things that wrote down at the end could be left up for discussion. So, you know, once we get to that point, I guess we'll have a little conversation as far as exactly what was said. But well, while you look for what was said, <laughs> the movie ends with... Um, did you find it? Yes. Okay. Debbie says, do you think it's over? And then Mike says, yeah, sure. And then the pies, they all get hit with pies in the face. Right. But they're like not even affected by them. Well, you don't know that. 
No, because then the movie ends and the credits roll. But so, that, like, so that's my question. What, but, what's your take on the end of the movie then? Because, I mean, obviously, it's it's different from what the filmmakers wanted because of, you know, we talked about this earlier, but they wanted a happy, upbeat ending. But I feel like the filmmakers put that in as, as like, you know, spiting them, you know, saying, fuck you, we're going to, you know, leave it ambiguous, I guess. So I guess what was your take on how the movie ended? I don't know. It seemed like the security guard got hit with pies and he melted down. Yes. And these guys get hit with pies and it was just like, ha ha, funny. They're not going to. No. They're fine. You know what? I'm going to say, fuck that. I'm going to say they get melted. I hope so, but I didn't. Do you think they have, do you think they have melting pies and non-melting pies? Probably. I don't not. think they have anything. They have cocoon guns. They have vaporizing disappear guns. Yep. They have popcorn guns. It doesn't matter. I I am gonna tell myself that that was just an effect of the execs telling the, the filmmakers they want a happy upbeat ending, but then they threw that in because they knew like the hardcore fans or the people that really paid attention would be like oh okay I see what they did yeah they're all gonna fucking be dead they're gonna Uh, melt well maybe you know more about this than I do well I mean I just the way I'm looking at it is is there's pies that fell from the sky so it's not like a fucking village inn just started puking out pies that was floating overhead these are pies that clearly came from the big top the circus UFO thing that just exploded and no one exists on it anymore well apparently there is a fucking clown car that fell down in a freezer and all that bullshit so why can't a few pies uh make the trip too my take is that those pies landed on them which was you know strange enough but um they're you know like i said they probably don't have you know they, they probably don't have a fridge for, oh, well, here's the pies we're going to eat, but here's our acid pies that melt faces. They're probably all fucking acid-melting pies, and they fell on them, and they're all dead. They could have different pies. No, no. they're all dead. All right, all right. <laughs> That's my take is that they're all fucking dead. That makes Although, me like this movie a lot more, if you put it like that. I hope they're well, all Well, I, I, my theory is is that they were forced to make an ending they didn't want, so they just threw that in for the fans, I guess. Like the typical fan probably be like, "Oh yeah, hey, happy, you know, everyone lives." It's like, "Ha ha, it's all but a joke." But then you get these people that are like, "Wait a second, those fucking pies are goddamn face Acid. melters." Yeah, yeah. But so. they don't react like that face melters. But you don't see it. It's like they, no, the pies they fall let on it face. sit there for a little. No, bit, it's like dude. for two seconds. No, it's at but least it's no 10. different. It's no different from the dude that the security guard. That's like true. the security guard got the pies thrown at him, and they were like going back and forth for a couple seconds. And he seemed fine. And you didn't see anything. Pile. Keep in mind, you didn't see anything until um, Debbie and Mike went through to see him. And then, like, Mike fucking puts his finger in the whipped cream and he's ready to lick it, and then you can see his skeleton arm sitting down there. So that shit didn't happen in two seconds. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's it, man. That's how the movie ends. Overall, this is a really fun movie. It, it's just it's silly. I mean... 
you got to take it for what it is. It's a fucking movie about killer clowns from outer space. You have aliens that look like clowns, shoot popcorn guns, turn you into a fucking ball of, of pink uh, cotton candy that liquefies you and they drink you with fucking silly straws. I mean, nothing of this movie makes sense. It's stupid. You have to go in and expect that from it. You can't sit there and be like, well, technically you can't do um, a T-Rex when you have three fingers that are the size of uh, softball bats. So that shit just ain't going <laughs> to that shit just ain't gonna fucking fly. The acting is absolutely atrocious. Really, none of the actors, for the most part, or the filmmakers went on to really do much afterwards. I mean, this is just one of those movies where the stars aligned and everything came together to, to put out just a dumb, stupid, silly movie. Um, I mean, there, there's so much that doesn't make sense as far as... Um, you know, you know, backstory and why they went there, exactly what they were doing there. But again, you have killer clowns from outer space. What else do you need to know? I feel like they purposely made that title really long just because you'd sit there and be like, oh, oh I suppose, yeah, it's killer clowns from outer space. What about you, Mr. Drunk Darius? Um... I see a pained look on your face like you've been thinking about this for a long time. I really, really want to like this movie. But it's not. It's supposed to be funny and scary and or scary. And it isn't either. It's not funny or scary. It's just, it's boring. Well, I don't think it's scary except that one part. But it's not funny either. It's not. I was bored the entire time it's so fucking stupid you gotta think though this movie is from 1988 so everything's a little bit different i understand that the frenzy brothers were were you know they had a couple of funny parts but and then the the puppet scene was legitimately scary yeah the puppet scene was scary also i think the scene where debbie's getting out of the shower that was a little bit kind of creepy and scary but Part of that that's where that's why I kind of went off on that tangent earlier in that I mean this is a movie that it's tough to watch now because this this like 30 some years ago was a B movie. So you're you're I mean look so, at the B B movies nowadays they look like fucking well-built masterpieces compared to this. So you got to really kind of what's a B movie now? Do they make boot B movies? Yeah, just whenever, like, any low-budget independent movie, I mean, you know, technically Hereditary like, could have been. Better Watch Out, Hereditary. You know, but, I mean, those are the really good ones, but I mean, every movie that we watched. What about uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yeah. I, but, but that comedy movie changes so much better. Yeah, comedy changes, though. What you think is funny now you probably didn't think was funny 10 years ago. And what you thought was funny 10 years ago, if you saw now would be, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, this is 30 some years old. I understand what you're saying, but I can't with a good conscience recommend this movie to anybody. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I can see put it in the background. I get to see the nostalgia from it. If you were young when you saw it, but like, yeah, 
I think that's why. I think it, you said uh, your daughter watched it. I think it'd be good for like an introduction movie right, for yeah. a younger yep. person. Because it's not scary. I mean, there's only like two or three actual scary scenes in it. So it's not a scary movie. It's not gory. There's virtually no blood in this movie. I mean, really, there's there's the only... I actually think the only blood you see is when they peel back the fucking cotton candy on those two. That's it. There's no blood. Virtually none. The only deaths you see are fucking clowns. So, I mean, this is not a typical... Okay, well... When they go into the clown house, they do find a bunch of cocoons. Yes. And then the spaceship blows up, so... Presumably, all those people no, from dead. town just died. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. don't there's address a lot that. Of, there's a lot of of death in this movie. I mean, so you're led to believe that yeah, they killed a fucking lot of people. They don't try to save anybody else besides Debbie too. Yeah, which is starting to make me like this movie a lot, a lot yeah. more. They don't give a fuck. It's 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 a passion project. It's it's just it's silly. I mean, you can't sit here and and. I would say that this is we haven't reviewed or talked about any movie like this in the 19 episodes that we've done. This does not fit anything that we've really Well, I you know, I, I was nervous to review movies like this and then I watched They Live. Yeah. And They Live was fucking amazing. So then I watched this, right, but it's and a, I was like, oh, God. They Live <laughs> was done by John Carpenter. Right, right. In the late 80s. This is done by people. This is like their first and only, that's why I said it's a passion project. It doesn't matter who's done by it. It's how good well, it, it does. regardless. Look at a lot of the movies of this era that are like that, whether you're getting your Toby Hoopers or John Carpenters or Wes Cravens. You've got a movie done by fucking Steven Chiodo. Who the fuck is that? One, I'm, I'm saying you shouldn't judge a movie based off who made it. You should judge a movie off how good it is. Right. And you should judge a movie off of what it is. This movie doesn't try to come out and be a... Uh, and I'm not... I don't even know what your your rating is, and I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, it's, it's your... Whatever you think it is is what it is. But, you know, this is, um, you know... I guess I rated this is so before we started recording, we talked about doing, I guess, uh, maybe a minor spoiler alert, but we talked about in the future doing a bonus episode of the Universal Monsters. Both Drunk Darius and I are really not fans of anything black and white or anything that's that old. And we talked about having to you know, set aside a lot of what we know as far as movies to, to rate those. Cause it's, you can't rate them compared to anything uh, that we've seen now. And I think that there are certain type of movies like this one in general that you've got to be like, okay, this is a movie. I mean, I think the title itself, killer clowns from outer space kind of says a lot about it. <laughs> so oh, I think that, the title made me a lot more excited for the movie than yeah. I think it would be remade pretty good. We'll see that that is a very real possibility. I mean, obviously they've been working real hard, and it sounds like sci-fi is trying to. I I well here here's one thing too. Sci-fi. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the newest uh, Leprechaun Returns is straight up sci-fi. They bought that and put it out, and it was actually a really good movie. 
lots of people like that movie, so right on. Um, maybe, right. maybe maybe they'll turn this into something good. But no, you go first. I want to. I don't know your rating. Okay, so I started out with a four, went down to a three. After talking to you, I'm gonna give it a five. All right, there you go. I, I feel proud. It's, man. Also, I think it's part of like the mood I'm in when I watch it. Like I watched yeah. it Friday night, right after I got off work, when I had to do a bunch of stuff after that. I think it. It's a fun movie. It's. I can't. I don't know. I can't recommend anyone watching it, but like. It's one of those dumbass movies where you don't have to pay much attention to because the plot doesn't really fucking matter, but there's some cool scenes. Right. I completely, yeah. I can I can understand a 5 out of 10. I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with that for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is, it's, it's a straight up 80s movie. Um, Nothing makes sense, but no, it doesn't need to. No, no. I gave this one a 7 out of 10 just because I put it in that category as a fun, dumb movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all it is. is It's, it's just a, you know, fun, dumb movie. And, and to be honest, I mean, I I probably, it's it's ironic, but I would, man, I'm, I'm almost thinking if I should come down to like a 6.5. Well, it's like, it's one of those where... It's objective versus subjective. Like, right. Subjectively, you might think it's a seven, but objectively, you might think it's a five or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For sure, nostalgia plays a huge part in, you know, a movie like this because I I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was a, I was you know a kid, I was a young kid, and then I saw this again maybe when I was later in high school, but you know it was. You know, it's tough to watch something like this when you just get done watching, like, you know, Devil or... Um, Devil's Candy. Yeah, Devil's Candy or 30 Days of Night or... You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't really right. fit that same... You know, like you said, what what is a, a movie that you could compare this to today? I know you talked about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but... I mean, this is not even really like that because it's just, you know, it's Tucker Dale versus meta. Evil is just like silly. This is like fucking outrageous with, you know, aliens and, you know, I mean, so there's really not a lot that. Oh, you compare you can, it to They Live. I don't even know because, I mean, that still seems more realistic than fucking yeah, clowns or aliens true. that, you know, I mean, this is just so far out there. It's hard to put in a category. You know what I, I thought about was us. Yeah. I'm not comparing it to that, but just like the whole like clown house. Yeah. We're not getting to us too much, but Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So uh Drunk Darius is at a five and I am gonna change mine to a six and a half. Um Which it's hard for me for these movies that I see for the first time because I had to watch the clip, pause, write a bunch of notes, yeah. pause, write a bunch of notes. And this is this this one was probably like the worst case scenario for that because it was so hard to follow because it, it jumped from storyline to storyline. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else you want to say about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, we should 
kill some clowns from space and out space wars space space force nothing i am glad we covered this i'm glad you uh picked it because if you didn't i wouldn't have or i would have what about uh have you seen mars attacks oh i fucking love that movie Uh, i always get these two mixed up but all right onward no i i'm I'm glad you picked this because i i would have if you didn't but um I mean, the only thing is, 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 oh man, I got the hiccup. Sorry, guys. I've never heard of anyone else talk about this or cover it, so I'm glad we're able to. I need something, but uh, all right, guys. This wraps up uh, part one of our two-part episode of number nineteen. So stay tuned. We'll return shortly here with uh, episode nineteen, part two. And with that, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Mm, That was incredible. Is it good for you? (laughs) I've had better.